Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. It's our first podcast since Andre's been here. So he's back in his perch in Virginia. How's the weather out there? Hot. That's what I'm hearing. It's hot as balls. Hot and swampy. It's a stupid swamp town with 200% humidity. Wow. I was talking to my niece yesterday, and she was just like, she was looking at the temperatures here, having envy. She was like, what's going on? You don't even have any humidity? <laughs> it actually rained the other day, and yeah. it was cold. Yeah, it was cold, and cold rain. There, it just makes all the creatures come out of the fissures and eat the people. Oh, wait, that's fallout. Anyway. Um, no, it's here, too. No, it's here, too. Yeah, every time I come out to my car, I have to, like, dodge, like, a bunch of wasps. I like to hang around the front of the house. That's always fun. Yay. I don't miss living there. It's one of the things. Like, I just don't, I, I hate to say it. I, I see all the weather that goes on, and I, I feel bad for people, but I'm, like, never going to change places with them. <laughs> Ever. Uh, we're having, like, it's really mild right now. I mean, it'll get hot. We have heat waves. I mean, it gets 115 degrees down in the valley, so, It's you know. 66 and fair right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I miss it. See, now you've been here. Now you know. Did you go home and just go, damn, California is awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just recently got over the jet lag, finally. Did you? Did it? So I guess you yeah. got it going back. You didn't really have it out here. You had it there. Not really. I mean, like when I got there, it was like maybe two or three days, but here was like a full week to get back on back on track. Yeah, that makes about that makes a lot of sense, especially if you're not used to it. You know? Yeah. And I don't believe in walking it off. I'm like, I'm going to lay down and sleep. I'll see y'all in like four days. Bye-bye. I'm going to sleep till I'm ready to get up. Mm. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, this is like, we're, welcome back to the weekly. Game of Thrones is over, so we're out of uh, we're out of that. I'm sad. But I'm also kind of like looking forward to the next uh, chapter <laughs> in our lives uh, on the podcast. Which is rewatching the, <laughs> the whole show. Game of Thrones. Uh, so we watched Game of Thrones, the last watch on the way out the door. That um, was a nice touch. It really was. That was a mess. Yeah. Crying all the way through it. Crying because just see how much love and care goes into making something this wonderful. I mean, yeah. we knew it from watching all of the, the after bits and pieces through the years. But just to see, I loved how they focused on a handful of like the unsungs on the show, like Del Reed. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the woman. I should have taken the time. I did not. The woman who did the costuming, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, the special effects, her and her husband, oh, you yeah. know, missing their children yeah. growing up, you know, her daughter doing all, going to her, you know, special events and things like that. I love how they did that because Kit and Amelia and Lena and Peter and the main cast get, all, Sophie and Maisie get all the love and the attention. So I love that the show took that time to focus yeah. on these people. And that's what really got me. Probably most of all, Dale Reed was probably my favorite uh, person to follow around. The snow guy, the snowman. <laughs> yeah, I mean to yeah. think about it. I mean, you think about it. the The amount of of detail and research you have to do to understand snow patterns just makes me crazy. How it's, awesome it's that nuts. Is. And how yeah. he had to do, like when they got to like the they were at King's Landing. It was just him. Yeah, with his backpack and his bags of snow. Just clapping it around in the little places. I was like, what? Because it's barely coming in. So, Because you think everything has to be, 
everything is like they just crap money on every episode. No, they have a budget and they stay on it. And <laughs> I knew different because I've done big shows yeah. with like budgets of three and four million dollars. And you don't just, you know, set it on fire at the airport when you land. You know, you have to yeah. <laughs> eke it out and it has to go. And, you know, you're going to put it here and you're going to put it there. So you don't want to be wasteful. Yeah. And I feel like this crew was, you know, Liston probably was my favorite. There's Del Reed, and then Liston came right behind Del Reed. The she locations the, manager. Oh man, I have done that job so many oh, times. Oh, she was great. <laughs> she cusses the exact amount that you cuss when you do that job. That's what you look like when you do that job. Fuck hygiene. I'm not saying she was dirty, but she just like the this woman was not getting up and like going full grooming. You probably you're not sleeping. You're wearing baseball hats. You're just you're wrapped in gear, and you fucking curse at everybody. So I was like, Liston probably was for me. Oh, you're the first one in and the last one out. Yeah, and it's a thankless fucking job. Yeah. And it's like, well, here's where uh, extras holding is going to be, and then here's where the... Here's a propane tank. Here's a propane tank is. And then uh, Game, of, Game of Thrones is really going to be uh, Drogon when y'all light up. So, And you've got to have to be, you have to be very careful when you put uh, smoking... And holding. Because people are going to smoke. People smoke on sets. Even people who don't smoke, smoke on sets. Yeah. I mean, if you're working that those those overnights, <clears throat> I bet you if I was working overnights like that and I don't smoke, I would probably be like, uh, yeah. like day, if you're doing 55, I'd probably say about day five, I'm like, and it's like two o'clock in the morning, I'd be like a coffee and yeah. a cigarette. Especially if everybody else is smoking, you're going to yeah. smoke. <clears throat> yeah. So just seeing all that love and care. I loved it. I really did. And I just sat there, you know, grumped up a little bit about the righteous indignation at least one million people had over the ending going, see, see, <laughs> you want yeah. them to redo this? Exactly. That was when I was watching it. I'm like, this, if anything, is just making me more angry. Yeah. The fact that, and this is like testament to the complete and sheer ignorance people have about a process like making a TV show like this sure. is thinking that, yeah, they can just do all of that again. That's yeah. For, forget all the work they put into it and all the, the time they spent. Cause there's also that misconception that it's like a nine to five and like people go home at the end of the day at a reasonable hour and like right. they have dinner with their family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, mean, I, I really love that. Opera, you know, maybe if you're doing an network I mean, show, sure. Yeah. yeah, not for Game of Thrones, though. No. So I love that that this documentary decided to focus on the unsung heroes. I mean, that that's that's what it, it was all about. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite was anytime Andrew McClay yeah. was on screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was just, I've just never seen somebody so happy to be somewhere. And he's like, it's like t- three o'clock in the morning and it's freezing. He's just in the corner, like smiling and telling stories. Like he's just he's having gleeful. the time of his life. Yes. And you're just like, this guy's shown up what every season. He's been a Stark yeah. guard. He's been mm-hmm. one of the Starks and he's proud of it. They put his costume on and he's just like, oh, wait, let me just let me be in it before you take it off again. I'm like, yes. Yeah. That well, like he knew how to get it on. He was like, oh, I remember. Got to kneel. Got to kneel and put your hands up. <laughs> yeah. And I was Bend like, the oh, knee. yeah. I loved it. I mean, just all the time and the love and the care. And it just, we know sets pretty well. I've never been on a set that big in my life. Uh, I've been on, I've been on like crazy sets. I've been on, I mean, like just 
sets where I was actually in charge <laughs> going, why did I make it this way? I had to, I have to, I've fucked up. I've, you know, corrected my mistakes. We've had amazing moments. And then you sit there, you know, with people in a nice theater and, and people just sort of fold their arms and go, I didn't care for it. I'm like, that's when you want to punch somebody in the head. You know, yeah. just, they just shit on it because they can. That's why, um, that's why I'm so opposed to critics. Um, and what they do and how, you know, you sit your ass in a chair and you sit there and you keyboard jockey and you fuck off. So <laughs> and then the people who were like, you know, we're going to get people to rewrite the ending. How dare you? Just how dare you? Yeah. Sophie Turner nailed it. It's disrespectful. Yeah, disrespectful. Let's watch something else. I don't think I, I don't think I mean, I could be I could not like a show just because I don't like the show. We know what, what we're the talking show is. about. Oh no, just any show. <laughs> but I don't think I would ever like shit on the crew side. No. Because those mm -hmm. motherfuckers are working their yes. tail off. Yes. You know, even even for like, you know, like when you first start off and you're on a you know, a student film, there's people on there who want to rise up and they're working their tail off. Student films are no joke. You know? Because yeah. you're still learning, and they're 12 hours and 14 hours, and like you don't know where you get that location. You're losing that location, and you can only get people on weekends. And, and people are still learning protocol and trying to be safe. And you know, they think on that set is one of the most dangerous places. Is a you know food? It's like fire festival food yeah. every set. <laughs> you're like, what is this shit? You know, <laughs> it's like make you some peanut butter jelly, make your own sandwich for lunch. You actually literally had to bring your own bowl in one of the early things you did. Remember that? Yeah. That's right. They asked me to bring my own silverware. And a bowl. And, a bowl. and they had so 99 they can, cent store soup. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because I had to help. I was there. And then I fucking, you know, I was I loaded my stuff in. And then they asked me to help catering. Not even catering. It was like the actor and the producer asked me to bring in, help bring in some of the, the 99 cent bags. Of food, which is not beneath you. I mean, it's like, not. No, it's not beneath me. Out, but, no, but you're just like, oh, this is. What and we're I doing. was like, you know, I was, <laughs> I was green myself. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. And I was over here going, no, that's not normal. <laughs> that's that's just bad planning and an insult. Do you know what's funny is like last last sometime last year I ended up working with that actor again. Did you? And something has he come a long way? She. she. Um, is she the one who left the outgoing message? I'm somewhere making my movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was how she <laughs> left her voicemail. Yeah. Use an important bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, girl. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was it was something like it was a project I was working on um, for a friend's friend, and I, I was doing them a favor that was getting paid, um, and it wasn't difficult. But I was like. When I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I remember you from like years ago. Bring your own bowl. That's how we refer to that. Bring your own bowl. Bring your own bowl. So, yeah, and just like the, the hours that goes into making a commercial, a car commercial, the hours that goes into making just something that's simple, and then to see this magnificent thing, yeah. and maybe it didn't land the way you wanted it to, but I'm just like, who are you? Like, what kind of an adult are you? And also to quote Leslie Jones, you need a, grow, you know, a cup of grow, grow the, the fuck, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was a lovely way to go out. Yeah. I mean, they had already shot this and planned this, and this was already prepared even before the flack and the fallout. So I just love that this was just right there waiting for people. Just the home, yeah. the the homey kind of, the hominess of this magnificent, sprawling series of sets that these are human beings that make this show. Yeah. 
And speaking yeah. of human beings, you know, Kit Harrington is now in rehab. I don't know that it's any of my business, but, you know, he is a big, big huge star. But it just struck me that, you know, when he had been in by a month, so ahead of the finale, and, you know, I don't if he's struggling with alcohol. I don't know what he's struggling with, but, you know, like, shit's getting to him. Yeah. And I'm so glad that he's taking time to to care for himself. He's still a young guy. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, if you start at, at such a young age, and all those guys did. Yeah, that know, was his first thing, right? If it's something that massive, you know, that can really, I mean, you. I don't care who you are. It can rip you to pieces. It can be very difficult. And then when you just cut it off and end it, it's like you lost your family. Well, and also on top yeah. of that, I mean, I feel like everybody copes. Like, Lena Headey's been around you know, Peter Dinklage has been around. Yeah. Liam Cunningham. These guys know how to like get in and out of things. Yeah. They've had they've had their time when yeah. they when they had fallen apart. Yeah, Lena. You know? you know, when Lena went into Game of Thrones, she was broke as shit. Like she was barely surviving, and then she gets to Game of Thrones, and like she's set. But they come for her, and they you know that I've just seen a lot of people just really vicious to Lena, and Lena just sitting here laughing, just like bitch. <laughs> I've been around the block. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and even the girls like Maisie and Sophie have talked about dealing with depression and dealing with, you know, their mental health issues and stuff around this. And they've found their ways to cope. And this is the way Kip's doing it. Yeah. So when I see the criticism of even that, people calling this guy a pussy and weak, I was like, who are you people? Yeah, th those people need who to fuck Who are these off. awful people? Can I also point out that saying he went into the rehab because the show was that bad is equally insulting it and is. disgusting yeah. and to stop saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dude is dealing with whatever he's dealing with. Yeah. He's care and, and the fact that he's getting help. He's not like crashing his car and, you know, like hurting others and being in the middle of the street. And, you yeah. know, exactly. Exactly. He went to get fucking help. That's yeah. that's the most that's the most adult, responsible yeah. thing you can do. So good. Good yeah. on Kit. I wish him luck. Yeah. I mean, I don't you know, know the dude, but all my support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so just all the fucking haters out there, man. People are just what, straight up what's jealous. What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? Yeah. I loved his, his goodbye uh, speech in the documentary. Oh. It was a real tearjerker. I see where Amelia was. She would get misty-eyed, but she'd get more giggly and more... I mean, after you've had two brain aneurysms... You know, between first and second seasons, you know, you've been through that darkness and come out the other side of it. It gives you perspective, huh? I guess, maybe. Yeah, and I'm not saying she's any better than Kit. Please don't mistake that. I'm just saying, like, you see how she's dealing with it. She's just sort of like, when he first, he doesn't read the script uh, where he kills Daenerys. Yeah. And uh, he looks at her like, he just, he's just, everybody's looking at Kit, like, go red in the face and just like, he's devastated right there at the table. And Amelia's just sort of like, she's already read it and she's already dealt with it. And she's kind of slinking down in the chair like, yeah. oopsie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you see how everybody kind of dealt with that on the way out. But even Ian Glenn, like the episode where he dies and they do his after show thing, you know, you can see him yeah. holding yeah. on to, you know, that what happens to Jorah and having to let him go. And the guy who plays, I just, I'm, I'm terrible with names. I'll get better. I promise. Like I'm any better. Um, the guy who plays Varys, um, Col uh, Colin, 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 Colin Hill. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, when at that table read, he reads his last line and he puts his script and, down. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow. And just, you could feel the weight. See, I'm about to lose it. You We're know? just talking about it. Yeah. I wasn't even there. <laughs> 
every crazy. every scene at the table read was awesome. It was. I would watch. I would watch like just full episodes, full recordings of those table reads. Yes. Uh, the guy that was that was reading it, like the main script, was like super into it. I know. He was good <laughs> I loved too. it yeah. so much. Who's that? Guy? Whenever was that when Dave? he reads, is it Dave? It might have been Dave Hill. It's I possible. Feel like, I feel like it could have been. I don't know. I should. I loved when he was reading that Arya kills the Night King. And the guy that plays the hound is like go, is like pumping his fist, and he's like, "That's yeah. my daughter, <laughs> Rory, Rory McCann." Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Yeah, totally into it." Just and then just, Kit's like, "I can't fucking believe <laughs> it was her." Um, lovely, just lovely. Yeah. And seeing the you know from the season one to the last one where they came from. How they got oh, there and just the difference. Babies. And, you know, they were babies. babies. That was cool. And even the 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 veteran actors, you know, they've put some miles on and although, you know Ten who, that's a decade. Ten years. You know who though who just seems to be caught in amber is Ian Glenn? Like he's he's one of those these are these actors who just you see them five years later. It's not just Paul Rudd that's pulling this off. I don't yeah. know if it's veganism. I don't know if it's working out. People take care of them. So you have to take care of yourself as an actor. I mean, like, you have to take care of yourself if you're, if you're in this business or it will come and, like, clobber you. It can be very, it can age you. So these actors who have to condition themselves constantly, Charles Dance, that's the one I see him and I'm like, that bitch looks the same as he does in season one of Game of Thrones. What you eating, Charles Dance? <laughs> you know, and uh, Conleth. Conless is yeah. one of those guys who feels ageless to me. Joe was really weird was when I did that Comic-Con years ago. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I saw him, and I did not know. <laughs> Full head of hair. I, know, like, I was like, who's that? Who does he? What? Yeah. So that whole, it felt like you were part of it. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. what a terrific way to end the show. And yeah. also just kind of reminding us that this is how things are made. And, you know, and then I'm I'm sure there's a lot of hate for D&D. I don't have that hate. You know, there, there's probably some justification of sitting there and watching people take this in and go, yeah. You want us to do what? <laughs> you want us to redo it. Okay. Yeah, let's get all these people back here and cut up your story for you, serve it to you, chew it up for you. Um Loved it. Can we also give a a shout out to Vladimir Furtick, who (laughs) plays the Night King, and he is also an unsung hero. Just the the stuff he did with that character, with no lines, mind you. Yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely great. I loved. He was also someone that was super excited to be part of the show. Yeah. And interacting yeah. with the fans and everything. It's like, do you guys know who I am? They're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. The, like, the they all knew. It's like, yeah. Night <laughs> King. Uh, and, you know, he he's he's one of those people who, he's like Christopher who plays Tormund. They're just so full of life and so happy to be there. And just, they live their life with this kind of, enthusiasm that i i adore that i i adore mm-hmm. people who are yes. full of enthusiasm especially you know as they age and they you know i'm not saying these guys are old dudes and there's nothing wrong with being an old dude i'm just saying like i love people who are like as they age they're still enthusiasm for enthusiastic for life and they just 
They just take it in their teeth and they just ah. And I love that yeah. about these guys. It was very inspiring to see that. Well, even like um, uh, and English is not either one of their second languages. Yeah. So the way that they're just like, ah, I'm going to say these things in your English, whatever. And we're yeah, like, we you'll make care. sense of it. Yeah, yeah, we don't care. But we'll say it, dude. However you want to say it. That, so. At the table read, um, uh, Tormin, the guy who plays Tormin again, I can't pronounce his name. It's Christopher, right? Christopher, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Like he's he's reading, but he like demonstratively he's tapping the table, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, "But so I funny. saw him writing that," and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. He's like, "You did? Yes, <laughs> you did. I did." <laughs> and you're just like, "That's exactly how it was in the room." Just that energy, yeah. Yeah, so fun. I love table reads. I have to say that's why when they do like stage things here, I I always miss them. But I like when they they get up and they'll like do a performance of reading off script. But I have to say, if they just did a show of table reads, um, just made a show of it, I would watch that show. I would watch it too. Yeah. Did you guys notice that this... Uh, did on you the, say that like, earlier and I just repeated that, Andre? Did I just... I think you said earlier uh, you, would I mean, watch, you would watch all the table reads for Game of Thrones. They should... Yeah. Somebody do that. Somebody uh, go make the show just of just table reads everywhere. <laughs> just make them... Yeah, there you go. Uh, I was going to say, did you guys notice that on the the cover of the episode four script, the title of the episode was different? What was it? It was titled The Faith of Angels. Woo. Instead of The Last of the Starks. Oh. I did not notice that. Yeah, I was like, wait, what does that mean? Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Poity toity floity. Good eye. Maybe that was one of those like red herring things, like in case this got out. It was raining red herring there true. for a minute. It could have been, you know, <laughs> like when they brought back the wave yeah. and they brought back Jack. Uh, Jack oh my god, yeah. I couldn't. Believe- I had to like rewind because I, I I had to like look at my phone for something. And then I looked up and I saw Jack and Hagar. I'm like, wait, wait, what's happening? Wait, and then, what? Did they actually put them in costume too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Well, can you imagine all the things that they, I mean, not only just the stuff from the set, but like, remember the, the security guy, the guy who drove up in the motorcycle and was like, are they doing game? And he's like, I, I, I know I, nothing. Uh, I know I nothing. Know yeah. nothing. Yeah. Just all the people, just what it did for Northern Ireland. I think it got me out of the gate. Just having, I have such a, a love for Ireland. Um, not just that I have family from there, but uh, just Northern Ireland and all the shit it's been through. Um, just from back in the day, man, turn of the century, you know, just all the shit, even before the turn of the century, to see them get such a boost. And they built a soundstage yeah. there. They recreated Dubrovnik there. That they, was cool, they too. They gave them yeah. industry. Hopefully, you know, like with Breaking Bad happening in New Mexico, hopefully this show will, you know, it's there. You have a soundstage there. You have, you mm-hmm. have... Crew, you can crew out of there now, and every now everybody knows how beautiful and and what it looks like and versatile and, and versatile. Yeah, but like let's go shoot there, and the people are just fucking cracking. I loved Crafty. Can we just talk about the ladies in Crafty? Oh yeah, the wee toasty. The wee toasty. Oh, we're gonna oh, make yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. If we're gonna get down, on Tiger yeah. Bread. But we're <laughs> gonna find some Tiger Bread in Los Angeles, y'all. God, I, we, that I'm just like, whole we gotta go like back. different vernacular yeah. i'm just like i'm i'm not sure what you're saying but i know i love what you're saying i love that it's just it's like and again it's such an irish thing a wee toasty and it's the size of your head that's the irish humor <laughs> yeah that it's just oh what are you making i'm making a wee toasty you know something she grew up with or wherever she's learned it from and then all of a sudden everybody's coming up for a wee toasty they just want that and then that whole thing with crafty this is so true you'll have it 
if you're on a long set, I don't know if this happened to you, but it's happened to me. You've been on a long set, and the first day everybody's like, oh, I'm a vegan. And I only eat things that cast a shadow toward the <laughs> West or whatever the fuck you're eating, right? <laughs> and then the Crafty's like, okay. So they bring in, that, that, and this is good Crafty's, no. They have all the healthy stuff there. And then they have the lower bin, the lower boxes, the lower whatevers. Because I know this from an old school crafty. And she goes, yeah, you just wait day three. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, um, do you have any candy bars? Yeah. Do you have any, like, anything with meat, beef jerky? She said, and then all the shit comes out, you know. And then you flip it. And then there's the people who are occasionally like, do you have salmon? Yeah, we're doing salmon on the grill later, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll see that person, you know, who was the vegan eating on the salmon and the beef jerky and the whatever and yeah. smoking. You know, it's like that's just how it goes on the set. Well, even just like, I mean, like, I'm really not on a lot of long day things. I'm Very rarely. Um, that's all I did in the beginning. I haven't gotten into that world. I'm just like, you know, one day load in, load out commercials. But even then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try to eat healthy today. And then we get to lunch and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have some of the, the, the steak. I'm going to have some of the chicken, give you some of the rice and the pasta. Right. And then yep. you got a can coke between your knees. And then at, at lunch breaks, he's like, "Dude, I'm so hot. <laughs> I should have just eaten the chicken. <laughs> got the meat sweats. <laughs> the meat sweats. Yeah, I was on a set one time. I was down in the south, and they didn't know. We were all trying to figure it out, and I was trying to get the ladies to understand who were bringing the food. You know, they they they, they could have used the money, and they were there and they're ready to do it. But they were <laughs> they were thro- showing up, and like he was like, you know, gravy on stuff and fried this and fried that and my crew would be dead at two o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon just like laying in the corner like but ate a full-on big ass you know breakfast the lunch half killed you and then the snacks were just like pecan pie and lemon squares and i'm like okay we need to find some balance up in here and then the vegans were just mad as hell because they were just getting baked potatoes every day <laughs> they were like <clears throat> uh we're gonna riot so my mother saved my bacon on that <laughs> my mother had to go to Publix. The fancy grocery store and get all the food. So good on you, mom, wherever you are. You saw, you saved her bacon. I might have already told that story before, but she was such a mensch. I have to tell that story because we're talking about sets. But yeah, just the, the crafty on this and just trying to keep up. And then they're fangirling over like these, these celebrities who would be uh, hidden wildlings or Starks or whatever would roll up. And she's like, oh, I love you. Oh, my God. And here's your, here's your chips. So I could probably watch an entire show just on crafties as well if anybody's out there making stuff yeah. uh, that I'd like them to make. So show about table reads, show about crafty. And how it is people go, I can do it. That was insult crafty. It really is a very hard job. Oh, Feeding yeah. people in general, I would not no. want to do it. Uh, it's the last job I'd want to have because people and their appetites, you just don't want to get between people and their food. It's all it's all over the place, people's preferences. And, and I it guess, the, the, yeah, there's secrets out there that only they know that are the constants. Yeah. Maybe corn nuts. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, my friend who's uh, been a crafty for 25, 30 years sets all over town. She has also done like movies. She's been in the middle of nowhere, you know, doing, I forget what she was on, Valkyries or whatever, you know. Some, I don't think it was this set that she was talking about, not Valkyries, but it was one of the sets where they wanted, they gave her the list and she was like, I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere and you want <laughs> LaCroix, these flavors. And she's like, they don't have that up in here. <laughs> like, what, what do you want me to do? So you get like and kind, and then you have to see the tantrums get thrown. That and locations. And no job really is without getting screamed at, but locations, you know, where people are like, they don't want you here. 
They'll fuck with you. They'll fire up their car. Camera department the gets a pass a lot, I think. Camera department is treated beautifully. <laughs> Sound is like, wherever you can stick your stick in, fuck off. Sound is... Crafty is like, <laughs> make it fucked. rain magic, you yeah. know, make all the ills go away. It's just, it's, it's never ending. And then the PAs just, they're like the chickens of the world. Chickens are most probably one of the most abused animals on the planet. PAs are like chickens. I just think, oh, fuck, you, you want to be a PA? And you just look at them at the end of like day five and they're like, I want to die. <laughs> See, that's the thing I, I always make sure is to to know who the PAs are I'll and always be to nice treat, them, PA. right. Mm-hmm. treat gonna, them right. They're you know? going to be a future director or producer. Yeah. You know? They're going to move up. If they're, if they're, they really want to do this, they're going to learn every single department. They're going to move up. And they know everybody's secrets. Yeah. They're the people calling TMZ. Right? I saw this on set. <laughs> um, I would just, I could, uh, if they just made five more episodes of like making of Game of Thrones, I'd just watch it every week. I loved it. I didn't want to let it go. And I'm okay. I went through a period of mourning, but I'm okay. It's like, it was kind of cool that we were all in the same room together watching it. That felt good. Like all of three of us Mm -hmm. getting to share that journey. That was really super cool. So I think that kind of helped it for me a bit that we kind of all, or communally there. And I think that's why we have rituals and ceremonies. I think those are, that's why it's important for us in society to have rituals and ceremonies, you know. And we've spent so much time, I mean, like you and I, because when we were there from the beginning, yeah. I was thinking about it. It's like I wasn't even doing what I do now when this game started. I mean, the game, when, this, that's right. when the show started. Yeah, you were in an office. So, you know, I had just left the, uh, or I was leaving that same year, leaving the office and going, you know, full-time freelance. Yeah. So. Bringing your own bowl to set. Yeah. Like season one, I was bringing my own bowl to set, essentially. And at the end, you were eating pokey. Who brings, who has pokey bowls on set? This Uh, is what I want to know. I haven't seen seen that catering crew um, since that. I've only seen them twice. And they Y'all, I just got to tell yeah. you, first of all, just the rules of the road. Pizza is not a meal to a crew on a set unless it's a snack. And Subway, for fucking real, Subway, it's just it's just basic bitch. But these chicks unless you have, had poke bowls on yeah. set. Raw fish yeah. on a movie set. What are y'all doing? Unless you have. to kill somebody. Unless you're like, you're, you <laughs> have the budget to have proper refrigeration and all that kind of stuff. Cl- you know, being able to clean, like a clean station. I, I, I just w- know I chefs would, who wouldn't do it. I, I mean, I was. I know chefs who wouldn't even remotely touch that. It's just so many things can go wrong. And then if they you know, push, if they push your lunch by an hour or two hours. And that's the problem with the the subways too. Is they they set they get oh. a, they they you know and usually it's it's lower budget people uh, projects who don't really under you know there's a way to do it yeah there's a way to do it it's you know you and, can ask me and what happens is that <laughs> they you know they uh, they again because a lot of people don't know what they're doing they end up behind and they push lunch a little bit so by the time you get to your your sandwich your fucking mayo has been sitting out for an hour. And then the onions Oof. on the sandwich, you know. it's, it smells like an old foot. Yeah. I used to be on tour uh, in the tour bus. Corporates, corporates do that, too, yeah. because you know, they don't know what they're they doing. They don't know either. what they're doing yeah. either, but you like on a tour bus, I can't tell you, like you get on a tour bus after a show, they order the sandwiches too early, 
And we used to have an old tour director. He's still out there in the world somewhere. I won't say his name, but this dude has been doing it for a minute. And he'd get on the bus, and you'd see sandwiches come flying out the side of the Prevost bus, and you'd hear just cussing. And you'd, you know, he'd just be like, what the fuck did I fucking say? And fucking he'd be on the phone with, like, the sandwich company. He goes, you don't put goddamn onions on a bunch of goddamn sandwiches and put them on a goddamn bus. It smells like a fucking old foot up in here. And then you had the weed and the diesel and the onions on the bus, and you had to ride Oh all God. the way back, you know, across country on that. You know, again, this is not busting rocks. You know, not it's it's not a hard job. It's just like, but when you ask somebody, you don't put onions on the sandwiches. And he would tell people on the bus, no solids on the bus, so you don't shit on the bus, and you don't bring any onions or stanky food on the bus, or this dude will go crazy because he was just trying to make it pleasant for us. So when I see that on, like, sets... I was working with a young girl once, and she was ordering lunch, and she was like, and I had onions, and I just stopped her. I said, don't get onions on these sandwiches. They're going to be sitting here all day long, and that cheese is going to turn to, like, yeah. rubber. Yeah. And it's going to be inedible. Don't do sandwiches on a movie set if you can help it. Or have them where you can put them together as you go. People don't mind. Or, you know, uh, find a way to seal them off, refrigerate them. Unless I see a re- big refrigerator truck. Yeah. And the dude steps off in Chef White. Yeah. And I know his name. I don't want to see onions <laughs> or pokey. Uh, yeah. See? See, we're already difficult. Yeah. Don't bring pokey to a set. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, it started off with with that particular with just one side story. Is that like, I got there and they The were, whole podcast is a side story. They were making, <laughs> they're making omelets or eggs. And I was like, you, you, you're getting this wrong. You can't even make eggs right. Yeah, if you can't. And then make they brought eggs out the right. they brought out the pokey at lunch, and I was like, oh, oh, it's the same ladies. It's the same. Yeah, they couldn't cook eggs in the morning. First yeah. of all, if you can't cook eggs, get out the game. Uh. Get out the game. Don't even do it. Just so do I, boiled yeah. eggs and walk away. Just do boiled eggs. Yeah. I was talking to a crafty on this after show. It might have been the Wolf Watch after show, and I was talking to her about like they had somebody's asking her if she does eggs. She goes, first of all, I'm not set up for that. Second of all, I'm no fool. And I said, what did you mean by that? She goes, oh no no no. Only an idiot wants to sit here and do eggs for this many people, you know, to order. And it takes a long time. Like and people I could, want it just right. I'll load in, get all of my shit ready to go, lock up all the cameras, and get all my IFBs and everything out. And then I'll go to uh, to Crafty right before it starts, and the, the line is down. Sure. And it takes 15 minutes to just make an, an egg with, like, you know, three or four things in it. I mean, you, yeah, you might even, yeah, because it's got to cook. I mean, you can't just, you're not going to no. gand off that thing. Because he's doing like four of them at a time. Yeah, so she was just like, she'd have a big bowl of boiled eggs, pre-peeled. She had Red Bull. She had breakfast cereals and little boxes, and she had the milk, and she's like, enjoy. Yeah, I mean, that's Bye-bye. what it should be. <laughs> and she went out in the parking lot and smoked, and I'm like, that is a smart lady right there. She was smart. She would handle it. She was just, she was one-man band. She was having to get her budget done. She'd get her stuff done. Yeah. I love that chick. She just, she had it rocking and rolling, you know, and then she had stuff for the vegans and blah, 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 and then they'd come in and give her a look of, do you have blah, 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 and she'd just be like, Cause they're doing, do I look like I have that? They're doing so much <laughs> shit. Yeah, and then this one time, this 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 person, uh, I, I don't know the, their name, but they were just like sneezing, and it's like every time I, I know better. This is what like you know you know better, but every <laughs> time sneezing on the food, yeah, like oh, the person Lord. had a cold or something. Ah, uh-uh. that's how you get Ebola mm-hmm. on the set. And like every single time I go to get eggs, and I just don't get like a donut or something. Yeah, it's like by eleven o'clock because you know we're not having lunch till one or two. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I've got the shits, man. (laughs) 
It's like I ate some raw. We can't even get into like the whole shitter situation and, and how that's just location's nightmare. It's just oh. like, and then you see the grips come out of a place and just a bat from hell flies out after them. You're like, <laughs> don't go in that one, man. Don't like that demon was smoking a cigar. It was hovering around yeah. that dude. Don't go in there for like those, two days. Those fucking, those, those cheap two bangers that people get are yeah. just the worst. Don't I mean, even. It's like. Especially the ones where they don't let Somebody's you fill like the water to this, up trying first. to have lunch or something like that. Just putting me off of my food. <laughs> We're talking about like rotting food and people are like eating their lunch. Like, okay, all right, <laughs> I'm done with this podcast. Well, see, this is what it, I mean. This is you know, this is the thing. Like locations, how do I load in? Mm-hmm. How do I? Where do I put my smokers? Where do I put my shitters? Yeah. It's just how people live. I mean, you you're know? living in this location. You're li- you're literally living on that set. You're sleeping at your place for two or three, four hours if you're lucky. But you're living on this set. So it's like there's so much that goes into it. There's so much, just the little things, just the small things that I've done. And then I look at this this whole production and I just think, God, it's amazing what you guys oh. done. And then the small crew that goes to Iceland. Yeah, I'll just say the Iceland Bernie group, and those how guys. How do you fucking out. get all those? That's... I love Bernie, by the way, too. Can we just talk about Bernie, Bernadette, oh, uh, yeah. the EP? Well, that, that woman's probably got stories that would make you know Mick Jagger like go what? <laughs> She's probably seen some shit. I just love Bernie. What you were saying about Iceland? Oh, it's like, like where, where? How do you load your what you need to load in? Did you? Did they <laughs> just airdrop it? Did they just the guy in the helicopter goes bloop and flies over? Bloop. There's your thing. Bloop. Yeah, I mean, those, I don't know. That's just like like literally. Where do you shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, because. <laughs> I guess anywhere you want to, but probably Iceland doesn't want you shitting on there. Yeah, exactly. They probably have posters at the airport. Go, please don't crap on a beautiful nature. Yeah, I don't, they, I'm a, sure they had shitters out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, they did, getting, but just getting them there logistically. D and D and a million kit just you know squatting in their furs. You majority know, like, people can't parallel park a fucking Volkswagen. <laughs> these dudes, though, I mean, you know. like you saw Liston's crew. I mean, like these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, they know. What but see, doing. the people who are are you know are are. Being haters on this are the people who can't parallel park their Volkswagen. Ooh, that's a good point. Hmm. Tell me, you parallel park an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, you do do about twenty of them. Load those sausages in in a time you know in a time frame. We're gonna time you. You put some snow, just so you build half the set, and we'll talk about who's gonna rewrite. Yeah. Oh, you guys can also rewrite the last season. Sit down and just write a script. Just write a script. Just any script about anything you want to. No. And then we'll read it. And then we'll shit on it. And then we'll shit on it for you. <laughs> Make you feel good about yourself. No, I actually probably wouldn't do that. If you've taken the time to read something, somebody should take the time to be like somewhat respectful of it. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. I need to move on from okay. hating on the people who hate on it. <laughs> because who gives a shit? I just, uh, goodbye Game of Thrones. I, I mean, we're going to always watch it and revisit it. It's never, it never really goes away. It's always there at our hearts. Um, so I'll be, re- <laughs> I'll be rewatching it. It'll be like a, we'll probably have to do it around the holidays or something. It's going to be the big uh, watch this year. Maybe not Band of Brothers this year, probably Game of Thrones. For the holidays, yeah, that'd be interesting. As Mr. Robot comes to an end. So we'll be, it'll be like a misty-eyed end of, end of watch. Um, speaking of watch, I'm just going to go briefly through some stuff that we've been pecking on. We haven't started American God season two. Uh, I don't know if Andre's going to finish that. Are you going to finish American Gods? Mm, um, it's on my list. I'm currently making my way through looking and then I'm going to try to hit up Barry next. Okay. Oh, those two are good. Um, so 
I've been, we started, we have to watch episode two, but Catch 22 on Hulu. I can't say enough about how. I saw the pilot last night. A book that has been, un, they've tried it in the past. I'd, I can't even remember the screen version of Catch 22. Did I see it? Did I not see it? I don't know what I felt about it, but it's it's really hard to adapt this book um, because it's about the heartbreaking uselessness of war, just how completely it's insane, it's chaos, there's no sense you can make of it. So just what Joseph Heller did with the book, to see them do this on the TV show is beautiful. Um, Clooney's great in it. Uh, the guy playing Yosarian's great. He was in Girls. I should probably know his name. Um, I know that Alaria Urbanati is his stylist, but I don't have his name on the, the tip of my tongue. But it's uh, it's really, really good. I have to say, uh, probably one of, it's going to be one of those best uh, TV shows of 2019. So if you have a you should watch uh, Catch-22. Really, really good. And then i got to get into season two of American Gods we talked about. We just finished Jailbirds. I watched Jailbirds just on the side um, playing Fallout. Um, can Is it wrong that I liked it more than Orange is the New Black? I love Orange is the New Black. Uh, probably those first two seasons are the strongest of the seasons. But I do like the later episodes for Tasty and um, Pussy and, and all of my girls. I love the, the girls of color on that show. Um, but this was, this was the real, real. It was a little disturbing. It was disturbing. How people just kind of get in their own way. So I don't know if I, I and just the conditions a, of a yeah. of, of a county jail, and sparkling Sacramento in downtown. No, oh, I don't know about sparkling Sacramento. <laughs> I I've wouldn't want to be there. I've never been there, so I don't know. I, I just drove, imagine that it's I drove a clean through it place on the way back from Davis, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not." That's why I don't live here. Yeah. No offense to be Lulu in Sacramento. <laughs> I've never been there. I just sort of, my imagine, I, my, I imagine it is that this little shiny, neat, neatened city, and then there's this, this jail in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So. It's like a, it's like the a, kiting a Midwest thing. town. I think the thing that, the kiting thing is the thing that, that sticks with me. That they, people are interacting from the, the men's floor is above the women's floor, right? There's no yard. And and I think by the state, you don't have to be... They can keep you in your cell most of the day. Was it like one hour? You, they can let you out for... They have to let you out for like at least one to two to three hours. A shower and a... Yeah. Whatever, yeah. And you don't necessarily get to shower like every day. Yeah. It was kind of like, what? And then there's a woman who like... Minor drug offense who's been waiting for her trial for 10 months... And I know people who have done years before they see their trial because, you know, we are in the the prison complex. The I mean, that's a whole cottage industry in in America. So to see that and then to see them, the men and women will communicate through the toilet bowls. Someone worked out how to talk through the toilets to each other. So depending on where you're located on the floors, you can, if you're trying to holler at this girl, you'll tell You'll talk to her through her toilet because she's below you, and then she'll pass notes to someone else. Yeah. And they send photos and things to each other. Fishing. They call it fishing. Fishing. Yeah, they'll wrap it up, and they'll get string. They'll take their shirts, or they'll find string somewhere, and they'll they'll fish it out to each other. And sometimes there's doo-doo on the string. 
Well, the the one girl who was getting so out, many like <laughs> metaphors there. The one girl who was getting out and um, you know, has has uh, her wife. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't do that. That's just nasty. He's like, you could tell like, people got pimples on their face and you know, yeah, because they're, the, they're putting yeah. their, their fucking face in the shitter. And that's how you're meeting your your dude. Ugh. I mean, now a bar doesn't look so bad now, does it? The best advice was that one girl was like, don't go to prison or don't go to jail. <laughs> don't go to jail. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, that girl, She was the one who was... She was the one who... She was... Um, accessory to murder. Accessory to murder. Her whole family got killed, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. It didn't make me feel good about myself or the world in no. general around me. I didn't feel hopeful at the end of it. But it was also like, shit, that's happening. That goes on. And I think one of them just got re-arrested. Um, and like that sucks. The stars of Jailbirds. So I don't know how I feel about a show that makes people like this famous. We're in the middle of watching Veep. I got to finish it. I know everybody's talking about it before it gets ruined for me. I mean, I already had something spoiled for me, so I'm I'm fine with that. But uh, just watching them just riff off of this administration. The show was on the year before Trump got elected and it's just fully embraced it. Like, and they, and they're the masters of this. The show has already invented um, a really shitty politician in Selena. She's the worst of the worst and you love her for it. She's incompetent. She's vain. She's insipid. She cares for no one but herself. And she's, um, uh, She's exactly what uh, the sh- what HBO's needed on the tales of Game of Thrones. You know, I think they ended their show the same night as Game of Thrones, right? Their finales were on the same yeah, night. Yeah, I think so. Well. So I'm catching up with that. And uh, they did seven, I think it's, it ends in seven or eight episodes, just like Game of Thrones. So I'm whittling through that, and, and it's um, it's wild. This last season is wild. And knowing that Julia... Um, uh, had cancer before this last season is incredible. So that she, you know, she went through all of that and, and bounced back, and it's just good to see her back in the saddle and come out strong this last season. So if you haven't watched Veep at all, I'll start from the very beginning. It's just hilarious. Also, just where they take all their characters, everybody's arc is insane. <laughs> it's just insane. Uh, with Selena just being a shitbird the entire time, just <laughs> just consistently an asshole all the way through it, and you know, they were the show is always kind of like we did we create Trump? Did we help influence that? Did we create like uh? And then they also get into like uh, a whole storyline about someone helping Selena like win the presidency, who's an enemy of America, and they do it in just a hilarious kind of way. Which we're also sitting over here going, did they do it that way? Anyway, it's brilliant. Brilliant shit. Brilliant shit. And then, for some strange reason, because I was missing, um, after watching Killing Eve, I was missing um, my girls, Sandra and Jody. And I saw that Jody is on The White Princess. I didn't know this whole series has been sitting out there for a while. I guess you have to watch them in order. I guess they start with The White Princess, and they go with The White, the white Queen. And then there's The Spanish Princess, and then that stars... Um, Ramsey's kennel girlfriend from Game of Thrones. She's the lead in that. So I'm like, all these people working. But in The White Princess, Catelyn Stark is the mother of the king. This time, you know, she doesn't get red red weddinged. She's the one pulling all the Walder Frey moves in this. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, to see. Is it Michelle? Yeah, Michelle Fairley. What uh, network is that on? Stars. Stars, okay. 
I mean, it's part of our, our package. Yeah. I'm making sure I watch Stars if you pay for this damn shit. Well, I've seen I've seen billboards <laughs> for it, so I was like, it's interesting to see that it's actually. But like, and then Lady Crane from Game of Thrones plays Jodie Comer's mom in this, so you can see three, two Game of Thrones stars and then Killing Eve star. It's just like, oh, people work. They're out there working. Is it good? Um, it's not terrible. It's not that okay. bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, again, when you're used to like, what struck me, this is the thing that always grabs me. The costuming is so magnificent and immaculately done on Game of Thrones that when you watch any kind of other medieval-y kind of show, mm-hmm. you're like, everything just feels like it's new. No shade on costumers. It's such a fucking hard job. I mean, yeah. I, I, beadwork and all the kind of stuff. I just feel like it's not aged. The costume's kind of it's distracting sometimes the sets and the costumes because they ain't getting game of thrones money but i don't know i'm feeling yeah. like i don't know it's well, i mean it's also on like game of thrones you don't it it doesn't really feel like they're wearing costumes do you right. know what i mean like right. it's they've just yeah. made it so real see that's kind of that's exactly yeah you just found what i was looking for like this feel at least feel like they're put on they're wearing costumes that's how like vikings outside the shield maidens Outside the Vikings, the people like the the English people yeah, all does, feel like, ooh, yeah, we yeah. went to the fancy party store again. Please don't come for me, <laughs> costumers. I know it's really hard, and I can just go fuck off. I'll just tell myself to go fuck off, fuck off, okay, fuck off. But it, that's just the only kind of thing. But the acting is immaculate. Like again, these actors know what they're doing. It's just so weird to see Jody not grotting someone and smiling, and then chewing gum and just going skipping down the street. You know, <laughs> after seeing Killing Eve. You know, that's just, I love that character so much, Villanelle so much. And I love Sandra Oh being horrified by Villanelle so much. Um, the fact that I we also got the ending wrong. <laughs> Our last podcast, <laughs> we were like, oh, she really did kill Eve and scene. It's like, no, this is season three. Yeah, I'm like, season three. oh, I'm an idiot. Fine. Um, so that's good. Uh, what else were we? Oh, something else. Oh, then if you're watching Gentleman Jack on HBO, another HBO show to watch. It's so weird seeing uh, Gemma Whelan, who played Yara Greyjoy, is this prim and proper, oh, don't do those things. Stop being gay. It's the <laughs> 1800s. Sister, stop being gay. You're so gay. You're acting like a man. Ooh. And she's scandalized, and you're like, that was Yara Greyjoy. She was like grinding on some girls in a brothel. <laughs> but Yara Greyjoy over here, like, with little little piggy curls next to her head. And I'm like, this is just wild, man. This is a trip to see. <laughs> These people who can like, then I remind myself, you know, these are actors, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know, but she was so Yara Greyjoy. Um, Is that the thing she was working on when the the final episode? I feel like she was. She couldn't make it to the yeah. premiere. Because this is a pretty new show. Hmm. Um, and they probably were probably mid or end of production. I don't know. I don't know her shadula. So, yeah. But those are those are the ones I've been watching. I wanted to tell you guys about. There's plenty cool. more. We got to get back. We got to finish Barry uh, this season. There's a whole bunch of watch lists. There's so many fucking TV shows. I mean, I love it, but I'm also like, I feel like I'm failing some sort of college course. You're not going to class. <laughs> I'm not going to class. I'm like, no, nah, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that. And then, you know, if you just wander onto Twitter, somebody goes, oh, and then the dog did it. And you're like, what? Fuck. 
I took too long not to watch that show. And you can't be mad. Literally, the social media is a place where people comment on stuff that they're doing. So I can't be mad at people spoiling stuff. I don't really see that as spoiling anymore. Like, if you don't watch Game of Thrones or not, it airs. You're asking for it. Yeah, I mean, by this time, it's like, you know, it's on you. You just see a bunch of people going, Bran! You're like, why? What? What's happening? Is Did the cereal come back? Oh, sh- what? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's still going, Bran! King! I, I still think it's great. I still think it's awesome that Judge Judy is the all-knowing, all-seeing person. <laughs> he stole my goat. No, he didn't. Um, God. Uh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go now. <laughs> See what happened. Drogon I can't is... believe out of all of the characters of the last season, Bran gave us the most iconic lines that we will remember forever. Forever. Um, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go find Drogon where he's probably... We don't have time for this. We don't have time. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite, hands down. Little quick, because you keep reading the theories on and on and on, and maybe I've already said these things. It's just worth repeating that I feel like in the books we're going to find out that Drogon is taking Danny off to the lands beyond the Shide to get her to be raised from the dead. Um, I think that's going to happen. I also am reading all of these. Why did Drogon not kill John? And someone pointed out that, hey, if he was the last Targaryen, how are you going to burn up the last Targaryen? He probably wants to kill that fool. But he's like, I don't know if you're the last one out there, but I know you are one. So I'm going to burn up this throne because damn it. You know, like you punch the wall next to somebody's head. Like that was Drogon doing that. I was like, oh, that's a good take on that. I didn't realize yeah. that could have been a take. Hmm. Yeah. Also, has there been, has there would been? John have even burned? Yeah, has there? And then we have like, would it just, be half burned? It was just, it's gonna be like a naked Kit Harrington. That's yeah. what I, I, I really thought <laughs> they he was probably burn, wrote it that way. He was gonna burn, try to burn uh, John. They wrote it that That's way. That's the ending everyone wanted. Uh-huh. They sat at the table read, and John went, I mean, that Kit went, I'm not doing that. No, I've been naked before <laughs> on this show. I've shown my balls, I've uh, already done it. I'm not giving that back to the show. <laughs> Lena said no. Um, Amelia said no. I'm saying no. I'm not getting my kid off. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I'm just made him Australian. Um, yeah, that would have been interesting. So there's, I'm, I'm like the people are still theorizing about the show, even though it's over. <laughs> I'm like, but because the books are coming. Now we can all be like, oh, the books are coming. I think we're going to get some good deliciousness in the books. Okay. So it's Game of Thrones for this podcast. It'll probably still come up. That's fine. And, I mean, well, I want to talk. Yeah. It'll be in our hearts forever. I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> that. <laughs> it's just a new tick. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Um, I saw the live action Aladdin a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. What, oh, you did. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I was I was not expecting much. I really wasn't. I'm I, surprised like, that you went to God, see that in the theater. It must be slow days there in Virginia. Who goes to that well, thing was, at the theater? It was it was Memorial Day, so it no, was, okay. you know, my bad. No. Is that um, the Will Smith movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mhm. Yeah. And Aladdin is like one of my favorite Disney childhood movies next to Lion King. Um so I was going in, I was like I didn't have any feelings. I wasn't like dreading it, but I wasn't like super excited for it either. And then it starts and about, I was, I honest to God, was not feeling it in the beginning. I was like, this feels really weird 
and clunky and we love acting and writing question mark i don't know but then the film got like 10,000 times better as soon as Will Smith came on. Well, that's probably, like, oh, okay. yeah, Will will make anything better. I love yeah, Will I'm Smith like, and okay, anything. I, yeah. I'll get behind this. I'll get behind this. Um and and I love what what he did with the character. I mean, it must have been daunting to step into a role that Robin Williams filled. Yeah. Um but he he brought his own spin to it and I and I had a good time. You know, I was I was smiling for most of the movie, which I mean, you know, if a movie can make me do that, then that's that's awesome. I, That's I had a great cool. time. That's good. How was the um, Aladdin dude? How was the Mina dude? Mina Masood. He was he was good. He was all right. Um I also think he somehow got better after <laughs> he started getting paired up with Will Smith. The, the beginning was really just like I don't know about yeah. this. Well, uh, dude, but no, dude it, was throwing here's my here's my problem with it cuz I'll probably see it because of Will, but that dude was throwing shade at Rami about like he doesn't speak Arabic. And is he telling Arabic stories? And I'm like, bitch, you were in a story created by a bunch of white people. You need to slow <laughs> your damn roll before we, we need to get to know who you are before you be th- slanging in rocks at Oscar winners. Yeah. And why don't y'all elevate each other, fam, instead of like throwing, because I was already like about to beat him with a carpet in the head. <laughs> oh, he didn't. I was excited that they had like put some brown people in Aladdin. You know, that was awesome. And then the brown dude just said some foolishness. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with you? So if you're saying, see, and he got better when he was in the room with another Oscar winner. Did Does Will have an Oscar? He should, whatever. I'm giving him an Oscar in my mind. So, <laughs> so there you go. There's the review on you, dude. You got better when you were in the room with Will. So shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean no I, I you know i had a great time and you know the the as far as like the the performances of like the music i mean the only real singer in this film is naomi scott who plays jasmine and she's probably one of the main highlights of this of this movie they gave her a new song because princess jasmine doesn't have her own song for some reason but they gave her a new song and it was it's like my favorite song now and it's awesome and yeah it's just wait, a really wait, good wait, time wait they sing in this one too yeah oh Dude, does, ev- does everyone sing yeah is it like well, lame is mean, oh no no it's nothing like lame is <laughs> it's only like literally like four or five songs it's just all songs from the original movie oh okay okay yeah yeah what are the songs from aladdin it's a whole uh, new world. Like me, whole new world. Oh, whole new world is that one? It yeah. the whole new yeah. world. It was Leia Salonga who did that. <gasps> oh, Philippi yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's not it's not anything amazing, but I, I had a great time. As far as I can tell, it was uh, sensitive to the. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It didn't feel like a white person made it. I'll just say that. Oh, okay, that's good. So um, it felt like brown folks had a say in it. I felt I felt like it was it was well represented, but again, that's that's just that's just me. I don't know if I'm a good authority on that, but yeah, it was fine. It was great. That's cool. That's good to know. Okay, I'll I'll offer that. I'm not gonna make a bead to the theater. Check it out when it hits uh, streaming. I don't know why I've always yeah, just kind of been not repel. Like, see, I love a lot. I've seen clips of Williams as the genie, and that's all I really know of the first Aladdin because anything he did, I loved. Right. But I never really, I just, I just saw it. I was like, oh, that just feels so racist. I don't want to see, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to, brown people on a carpet. I don't know. I just didn't. And then I had friends who were, I had an Egyptian friend who felt some type of serious hate way about Aladdin. So I always avoided it. 
So I don't know. Yeah, but it's that... got it's got some misrepresented things in the original. The stereotypes, it's, yeah. It's got some stereotypes, and yeah, it's it's not particularly attentive to the, to the details or sensitive to the details, I guess. Um, but yeah, this movie didn't didn't have those problems, as far as I can tell. That's cool. Right. Yeah, so it was cool. Okay, that's good. So it was a song of the South. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> and along with that, I finished Mindhunter. Yes. Um, season one, right? Yeah, season one. Do we know when season two is coming out? Um, Soon. Yeah. I haven't That's seen good. a release date, but um, I feel like they're in post now on that show, or they're finished post. Or they're about to wrap up principal photography. Yeah, at something least. like that. But it's, they're getting, yeah. I want to say within the doors of 2019, we should see Mindhunter 2. Um, I know that Fincher's very busy, so for the fact that he's just making TV blows my mind. And when he finally decided to make some TV, boy, did he do it. Mindhunter season one builds in such a way. It's it's like a long movie, and it's so yeah. beautifully done. We've done a podcast on Mindhunter um, season one, and... Um, Suffice it to say, it's just, it's gorgeously done. And then it's just disturbing. Con- the music just makes, reminds you of where you are constantly. That things are not yes. right. You know, yeah. and then the shooting at Quantico. The way they handle sound. The way Fincher handles sound in anything he's ever done. But the sound in Mindhunter alone is just probably my favorite thing. Because it is part of the building of the tension. And then where the, he mm-hmm. puts the silences too. Yeah, it was it was really good. I loved where it ended up. I like the idea that the longer Holden was doing all of this, the the uh, less human he became. Almost that's right. That's right. Um, I mean, like the moment he he started becoming jealous of Debbie having a male <laughs> study partner. I'm just like, oh, we're doing that. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> he's on he's on the road to losing his goddamn mind. Um, but and he also interview, ended up being right about it, though. That's true, yeah. yeah. And then in that justified. interview, yeah. In that interview, when he just like sort of walks out, I'm like, man, he really lost his goddamn mind. Yeah. When he, he when he starts care. quoting Kemper, when he's like, you know, you gotta you gotta get that young pussy before it turns into mom. You're like, what? It was disturbing when Kemper said it and wrong, and now he's saying it so easily. And then everything we feel is always reflected in Bill's face. Bill is always looking at him like, kid. Yeah. What the fuck? You know, and then yeah, all that totally. stuff that's running through his mind when he's in the room with Kemper, he's like, you better slow down, Holden. You, all the yeah. warnings he's been given. And then Kemper's like, I could kill you, and then you would be with me always. And it's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. I think season yeah, was... two is coming out this summer. Oh, awesome. In a is few it? months, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. We know Good Omens is going to premiere tomorrow, and then we got that coming this summer. All the goodies just keep on coming. It's going to be a good summer for TV. Yes. That'll be um, uh, that'll be good. <laughs> I'm going to need that this summer. <laughs> Pose is also coming out. Uh, season 2 is coming out in a couple of weeks. Yes. Yes. Um, June 18th. Ooh. I'm sorry, June 11th is the, the first episode. Gosh, I can't wait. I just love Pose so much. Um Orange is the New Black is coming out, and the, the final season is coming out uh, end of July. So oh, it's, it's wrapping up, so it's the, fu- the last one, huh? Yeah, it's the final season. Okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I know we were, we were feeling some type of way about this this past season. I 
as far as I recall, we didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, but we were we were feeling some type of way about it. Yeah, but. it wasn't. I think I mean just my personal opinion. I feel like the show should have ended a couple of seasons ago. I feel like they ran out of some stories. It's also a mm-hmm. show that where I care. I, I don't. Y'all don't hate me. I just don't care about Piper that much and Alex. I know people are totally into them. I just the girls, the rest of the girls, just matter a whole lot more to me. They're like the least interesting. Yeah, characters. yeah. I just don't. I also just it's like it's why I don't watch Big Little Lies. Just white girls having problems. Eh, you know, I grew up with being a white girl having problems. I just I'm not interested in watching my shit on that. You know, I just don't. I mean, I guess it worked that first year with Piper because she comes in there, you know, is with her, you know, hinkty butt into a women's pr- prison, and they're like, "Bitch!" So we got to see it through that filter. But a lot of characters just sort of fell away in this last season, and I'm like, "What happened to them?" Yeah, and it was kind of like watching a, an episode of Walking Dead, and, and you haven't watched it in a while, and you come in and you go, "I wonder what Maggie's do." <laughs> I wonder where Rick. I w- <laughs> Where is everybody? Like, it's just like, what happened to these people? Well, at least I have Carl. Oh, wait. What? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Um, he's the future. Oh. But the other <laughs> little kid, he's also the... Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh and Jesus is going to get Jesus, with Aaron. Oh. 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 <laughs> so that's kind of how I felt about God. like Orange is the New Black. Don't get and, us like, started. And like what <laughs> we had to get it in there. We got Rami in there, Game of Thrones, and so it's like. But then like with the yeah, the last season, I was just like, where where are all these people? Like, and and I feel like they spread themselves really thin, and it becomes mm-hmm. really hard to like wrangle. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So I didn't hate it. I was just like, oh, 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 oh. oh. E- e. Came in for like a wonky landing. So. Maybe they'll 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 bring it all back around and it'll be lovely. Um, I'm Hopefully. gonna watch it we'll regardless. I mean, I just love yeah. that show. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna be there for it. Yeah, and uh, just to wrap things up, I want to just give everyone a check in on how Endgame is doing with its box office num- box office numbers. Right. And yeah, y'all thought I was done talking about Marvel. You're wrong. No, it's, uh, okay. it's okay. You talk about it forever. It's fine. Uh, so movie's been in the theaters for one month now. And as of yesterday, May 28th, it has made $2.688 billion, <laughs> which means it's $100 million away from topping Avatar. And that is all I care about at this point. Take that, um, It's hard to say how long this film is going to be in the theaters. I mean, I feel like it's going to be in it for a long time. Black Panther was in the theaters for like almost three months. Was it? Um, yeah, because I remember mm-hmm. when, I went to, when we went to see Infinity War... They were still sh- having showings for Black Panther. No um, kidding! Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like I can do it. It's crawling like day by day. It's making a, like a couple million here and there. Has it been um, released like worldwide? Has it been? Is it in all the places? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people who are just so, coming around to it. It's all those like those, those last people who were like, I'm just gonna wait till all the hype is low, and then I'll go see it on a Sunday afternoon. It'll be fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so we're gonna I'm, at least I'm gonna be keeping an eye on that. So, mm. yep, that's cool. Um, okay, so we're gonna get out of here. It's been fun talking about. Uh, that was just sort of a ramble, and I loved it. Our weekly <laughs> is back, and it's as as advertised. Uh, <laughs> it's everything but the kitchen sink. So that's kind of what we do best. Just just three people sitting around talking about stuff. Y'all have a good week. Uh, take care of yourselves and get out there and get some sunshine, get some vitamin D, but not too much. Don't get you know. Don't get burnt. 
Um, and, you know, hydrate, get some sleep. Not too much sleep, I'm reading. Get too much sleep, that makes you tired. I don't know. I don't know what the proper amount of balance <laughs> of sleep is. I'm trying to sleep a lot because I have insomnia, and then I sleep a lot, and then I'm tired for the rest of the day because I slept too much. I don't know. But, um, yeah, take care of yourself. Have a good summer. I know some of you guys are already boiling. Sit in a baby pool with your feet on a block of ice. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the flip. We'll uh, see you very soon. We're going to have a robot catch-up with Angie. And uh, we will see you all. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Cool. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. I'm going to go now. <laughs>